Welcome back to Black Arcade Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a double dose of Rick and Morty, season two, episodes two and three, Morty Night Run, and Auto Erotic Assimilation. Morty, Morty Night Run was directed by Dominic Polchino and written by David Phillips. I give this episode a 10 out of 10. It's another one of my favorite episodes. Goodbye, Moon Man. One of my favorite sequences in a animated series is <laughs> the destruction of Gear Town. <laughs> uh, but it had a lot of great one-liners. Rick was on top of his game. And Morty, Morty had to learn a very important lesson. And that sometimes you gotta allow things to happen because maybe they're happening for a reason and it's your job just to have a good time with your grandpa but before we do jump into this episode wherever you're listening to this podcast ditch your itunes spotify podbean jump down to the rating section drop me a few stars and rate the podcast leave a review if you want, you could send feedback to blackrecountchipgmail.com. My social media will be below as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. So Rick is taking Morty on a trip to teach him how to drive or pilot the flying car. And he says, don't go to that particular planet. He's happy about this because he says that now he can make runs for him. But don't go to that planet because they're always trying to wash your windows. <laughs> Then they're about to go to a different location when he gets a suspect, suspicious, that's the right word, phone call. And unbeknownst to him, Jerry is in the backseat this whole entire time and he forgot that he agreed to allow him to come along when a boy is being taught to drive. So he tells him we gotta drop at another location first. And it is a daycare for Jerry's. Elsa? Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. Morty's like, you came up with a daycare for my dad? No, not me. But I'm jealous of the version of me that did because he is rich. Jerry doesn't even know what's happening a nice pink looking lady thing comes out and leads him away into a room with other Jerry's and he's like you gotta be kidding me and then a few others come up like yeah right (laughs) then Morty and Rick go to meet his associate he's like you know this looks a little shady doing business in a garage he's like no people who do terrible things do things and buildings like wall street and dip their balls in coke (laughs) your grandpa does his business out in the open and then a guy named what is his name crumbopulous michael comes up to the window like you got that gun for me because i am an assassin here's my card because if you need me to assassinate anyone i will take care of them for you i have no morals 
<laughs> call me anytime any day and he needs a certain anti-matter gun that rick sold to him for these particular for a particular currency and he's like what the fuck you're gonna actually let this criminal this assassin go he's like well clearly he's an assassin so that's just what he what he does all i'm doing is selling him a tool that he needs for his job and he takes him to blip it chips because he wanted them to spend the day together playing a video uh, arcade game called roy he put roy on top well morty's trying to give him shit about the fact that he sold a weapon to an assassin that's going to go out and kill people and that makes him just as liable for the crime even though he disagrees but he tries to distract him by having him do roy roy wakes up as a child then he grows up to a successful football player then he uh, works at the carpet store he marries his high school sweetheart he then gets cancer god damn he ends up beating cancer with his one child then he goes back to the carpet store and dies trying to get some carpet from the top shelf and by falling off the ladder and that is quite a experience and quite a arcade game he's like where's my wife (laughs) so i know you're just playing this game called roy also you suck at this game because you really wasted your middle years and i can't believe you went back to the carpet bag store but he's like no you're trying to get me off topic of the conversation we were having which is the fact that you're just gonna let a murderer go out and do his thing and an assassin so because morty is distracted with the game attracting other people because he's taking morty off the grid no social security number he decides to use the card that he has with the tracker on it to locate i'm just gonna call him uh mk or km so km is like here i go killing people hold up i'm busy killing these bitches i loved all the visceral violence of this episode (laughs) i don't know what that says about me but the fact that they're on uh insects and i hate insects it it felt felt right just did so he takes out a whole shit ton of intergalactic police government whatever they are before he gets to his target and then morty shows up and kills him with his car i just don't know what went wrong he of course did not mean to kill him he just meant to save him uh to stop him from his target which i don't know how you're gonna do that where you're gonna have a, a moral conversation but he is caught by the galactic federation and they don't care that he was trying to stop a assassin he's gonna be assassinated but then rick shows up i love the way he which in which he used the portal gun and it split those people in half like incinerating them or that's not the right word but you know cauterizing them uh through their body and he's like what the fuck morty (laughs) i told you this was not a good idea now you ain't killed my best uh customer what the hell then he tells him don't you let that guy go don't you let him go he doesn't have a name he's telepathic he's like i'm what you call jessica's feet no telepathic he is told not to release the lever which fart now promptly named by morty 
or by rick is uh telling him to do he lets him go they get in the car rick tells him look me and me and grandpa in government we we got history they see me rolling and they are hating me and they think that i am trying to ride so dirty they think i'm riding dirty they think i'm riding dirty they think i'm riding dirty but i'm just but of course morty is not trying to hear it he wants to save the guy or the gas and gets in the car but of course they're surrounded because rick says i'm not doing it and he's like well you made your feelings clear so get the fuck out of here but of course morty can't start the car to get away so rick has to show up i love the way in which he made the room fill up with water and then sucked everybody out then comes out of another portal hole like move over you punk ass bitch motherfucker trying to save everybody i just loved his rants because he wants to leave him but he loves his grandson he's like did you mess with my seat settings and they're all coming they're like there's more coming yeah 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 i got it i'm capable i know how to get myself out of these situations and he kills all the rest of the federation just by moving his car uh well backing up his car and then he leaves and then he goes to gearhead who we knew from the the first episode or the second to last episode yeah from season one when he's at the party he wants him to fix his ship he's like you need to be more respectful of your gears rick and you also call me gearhead like that that's the same as me calling all asian people asian face or something like that Uh, but that was after he decides to betray him beforehand morty and his what do you call i don't know the person he's trying to rescue they have a conversation where he's like you're a really good person then he gives him a whole (laughs) musical number and rick shut that shit down real quick he's like this is a serious situation say no time to go broadway then their faces plastered all over the television he asks fart why are they so after you and then he explains that he can basically make gold he's like great this is gonna fuck up the universe for my research he is such a narcissist then they're surrounded by the authorities gearhead had knocked out on him because he says the reward for you is so high and we're not really friends that's when he made the comment about asian face and rick takes his uh balls and puts them on his face he's like this should be a very important lesson to everyone in this room never betray me also let's go then the other gear authorities coming in and seeing that he's got balls and then they puke up gears and oil then they go on the run where several many people died trying to escape and rick is definitely putting this in morty's face like see see how many people have died in your effort to save one person <laughs> uh, and then just as they're surrounded the fart's like let me take care of this they then uh get away 
but not before there were some good jokes he's like that's co- uh, you say Casablanca <laughs> it's like I, I've heard of nerve gas but this gas got nerve <laughs> he's like are you done yet no not quite yet then he says now I'm done they then get to where the hole was in the universe that the fart came from so yeah you go say goodbye to your fucking friend he says goodbye to him he's like yeah but i'm also gonna come back and destroy your entire world because your species is a disease to us which is why the federation captured it in the first place and tried to kill it (laughs) or why the assassin tried to kill it the federation captured it so that it could fart go nuggets the assassin was trying to kill it from whoever gave him the assignment because he wants to kill the entire species and morty's like well he said can you sing me one more song before i murder you because that's exactly what he does it's like why morty what do you mean you're telepathic you should tell me you should know (laughs) how did you not see this coming the entire time (laughs) i got people motherfucker i'm a human i'm not just gonna i might have empathy for other creatures but we do come first so it was a lesson for for morty and he's like oh i'm so happy i helped my grandson save a life i know he was giving a whole bunch of shit but hey all the people that died today at least that wasn't for nothing (laughs) then he's like guess what i'm gonna I, i got the location and i'm gonna invite a whole bunch of his other friends to come through no no you can't do it the hole's opening and then he farts in his face gross you nasty the other big story arc was jerry at this uh jerry where other where he tries to leave then the, the lady's like just through that tube and then he goes down a slide he's like i know how to go down the slide and he's like this is harder than you think then he goes into a a, a swimming pool of balls and then a fake version of beth shows up wanting to watch midnight run and allowing them to adjust the picture settings which gets everyone out of the pool to sit and watch tv and he really did snuggle up to a fake version of his wife because he's that pathetic then he is sending his other jerry's jokes and then he's told and shown that there are some jerry's that stay here forever because the rick and morty never showed back up he's like fuck this as he's playing a game of cards because he's like wait why haven't any of y'all left if you can just leave through the front door he's like because we're jerry's and he's like i'm gonna prove y'all wrong and he goes out into the universe she's like i'm leaving that was always allowed (laughs) then he goes out on the street tries to get a ticket to earth he's like earth he's just giving something he's like i don't know what the fuck this is there's a lot of aliens around one goes up to him like one looks like it's fucking itself just disgusting and eventually he decides to bring his ass back and he's like so you're the one that left Uh uh-huh nobody needs that you know no one really does and then at the end they pick up their jerry 
except there might be a mix-up and morty had the ticket but he ends up giving over a blips and chips ticket so they just exchange the jerrys and go on about their way because they're practically interchangeable also remember the dialogue when he's like you could park in the handicap section everything here with less than eight legs is considered handicapped <laughs> just the the great things that they have uh in this episode the little one-liners the the way in which the action was so good and strong i i just really enjoyed it it was fun playing off of jerry and just rick and morty there was a post credit scene but it was just a promotional ad for blips and chips <laughs> and that's pretty much it so auto erotic assimilation written by ryan ridley directed by brian newton i gave this episode an 8.9 we are taking a look into rick's past we begin this episode with rick morty and summer they are singing a tune on the spaceship and they get a beacon for help and he knows that this is the perfect opportunity to pirate or get the the loot before the galactic federation which we've now heard twice this uh, season is gonna show up and he knows that all he has to do is put this little uh sign right here and they'll believe that another group has committed the the robbery he's like that's summer's like that's not okay he's like i know cops are racist amen to that shit some people show up and they're like we were attacked by this thing that turned our friends into different people and rick's like well don't you think it might still be on the ship with you because those two people look real sus and then everyone else is ill disgustingly puked inside of their mouth and assimilated and it turns out that this uh this alien species that attacked them is unity which is rick's ex-girlfriend she takes them to the planet called unity or a planet that she's already assimilated of people yeah that's right and rick goes off with unity to catch up while the kids are taken away by other people of the planet summer's not cool with it because she believes that unity has taken away their free will and individuality rick and unity talk about how they are how she is trying to assimilate different planets so that she can be led into the galactic federation and then she'll have access to other type of planets so that she can make this hive mind type of race and it be the cure of all humanity which is not a really good idea because you know what is people without individuality but in the end it could seem like a paradise except it's only her it's not really them and they can't really enjoy it if they aren't themselves so it doesn't matter if the homeless person is now a bioengineer she didn't actually achieve that she's just a person being placed around on a chessboard uh as they start to kiss rick is like look we can't 
do it like this i need you to fill a stadium with people that resemble my dad make a statue of us get a hand glider <laughs> and a whole bunch of redheads and i laugh my ass off when he jumped off that damn mountain i want you while he's having epic sex morty's happy that she or he is getting hamburgers they're making a statue of us she's like these people do not have free will she's like i can hear you i don't care how many times you tell me that <laughs> she then tries to get on a bullhorn and get everyone to wake up but despite smacking them around they are not gonna just come out of their spell unity explains to summer that the person that she's smacking used to be a registered pedophile but at least he was himself just as they are done pois coitus coitus that's the right word unity's partner shows up which is a male hive mind by the name of i'm not sure <laughs> i don't remember i think it's beta five or something like that beta seven and he is like uh i don't have a problem with your friends and stuff but at the same time especially when he slapped her ass he like freaked out he has this huge crush on her and he tells rick tells her about it because he goes back on his little spaceship all sad and she's like oh it would never amount to anything which of course makes him feel better and then they go back to doing things like drugs and she even tries to one-up him and his drug usage which causes all of the people of the planet to no longer be under her control and the pedophile is finally who he is but he announces himself as the superior race on the planet and is counter is counter argumented by another person with cone shaped nipples and there's a race war and i love the part where there's like we don't have any nipples our nipples they don't have any race <laughs> oh that's kind of like how it goes you have to pick a side and the people they don't pick a side they're just attacked from all sides um so summer gets what she wants morty tells her <laughs> he got what you wanted she's like why don't you see that you're all the same oh summer your first race war eventually unity shows up when everyone is attacking each other and come after the children unity also did some weird shit like she's like oh i could be uh dangerous or something like that because he tells her not to sign up for the federation and she just bombs an entire village and she's like but i evacuated them <laughs> and they're like see we're right here but then you have um rick going where are my grandkids in that town <laughs> are my grandkids okay i need more liquor so you see that rate that race you see that rick <laughs> has a bit of a conscience where he cares about his grandchildren but the minute he gets caught up in his own world that connection is easily pushed aside 
and with unity he can be his actual self he's accepted as his actual self uh she kind of also caters to his every whim he's like don't judge but can you make a giraffe (laughs) i the grandkids show up because summer is no longer like maybe unity you had a point maybe you're not the problem here maybe you need to sober up Morty's like maybe we should splash some water on your face or get some coffee well if i didn't wait what what did she say because it was classic if i wanted to be sober i wouldn't have gotten drunk in the first place the grandkids yell for their grandfather who shows up in (laughs) mexicans what the fuck is going on there and he's like if you want to go home go home well i think you're bad for unity i don't care what you think well why don't you come home for us if you care about us and he's like yeah i don't (laughs) he stays but then later on unity's like i really felt bad about the grandkids and how we treated them and he's like don't worry about it those people you know they always want to make you the center of their world and you get a little insight into rick's thinking you know i show up i'm i'm the eccentric person people gravitate to me they like the idea of family is so um confining to him you know like every now you have to live up to their expectations and this that and other thing and he's entirely too selfish to want that even if he feels the compulsion to help and protect them he doesn't like the fact that they have this particular power or could have that power over them over him and he uh ends up alienating unity because she realizes that they were correct that rick does need to leave uh, or she needs to leave rick because while she loves everything about his single-mindedness unfortunately that's not that's not she has other goals and ambitions and he brings her down to his level and she doesn't become who she is she becomes someone else when he's around which is also the telltale signs of an abusive relationship she uh leaves notes for him i couldn't tell you in persons (laughs) and then he comes back home where beth tells him no more monsters in the basement please don't leave again he's like it's your house i don't care they ask about unity he's like who tried to act like yeah the fact that she enslaves people makes her not a great person so it's for the best that we are no longer together then there's a really dark scene with how rick handles pain because he goes into the garage he creates this little animal this disgusting blop of a thing and then he uh he pets it and then he incinerates it before trying to incinerate himself before he passes out drunk i don't know if he passed out drunk or he just decided not to go through with it but definitely dark as shit (laughs) 
<laughs> we have the secondary story arc which is jerry and beth in their very toxic horrible relationship he is in the garage using very old <laughs> urban slang yo it's like shoddy he playing you uh stop hating on me dog or something like that i don't know he finds a hatch in the basement he's like it's in my basement my house but i'm like are you paying any bills because i'm pretty sure you've been unemployed for a while so you could call something your house but if the woman is paying for it it's not really your house i mean it is as long as you understand that that's just a saying <laughs> you don't tangibly have any i guess insurable interest for for a married couple but whatever the case they go down there they find this alien tied up jerry is pissed off about this telling her that you have abandonment issues and that you allow your father to run all over you and that i don't allow this shit to happen to have a fucking alien locked up underneath our house and you're making excuses for him and then they get into this big old fat argument the monster breaks free just to find a a uh, translator so he can have a conversation with them to tell them that he does eat babies and he came to this planet specifically to eat babies and that he does have something akin to what one would call space aids and that rick was trying to cure it but not because he wants to save humanity or anything he wants to patent it and sell it to the highest bidder but the simple fact of it is both of y'all are the worst you both have your problems you hate yourselves and each other and the thought that it has anything to do with rick is laughable <laughs> basically i will never come back to this planet because watching you two has basically put me off the entire species y'all are both pieces of shit blam blam out drops the mic then gets upstairs this summer and morty come back and he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> and morty just opens the garage he's like are you can you make it any slower and he just flips them off and leaves so that was the other particular story arc with her beth being able to confront rick like hey if you're gonna do stuff like that you need to run it by me you know i shouldn't be unaware of what's happening and he he says fine but that was very sad uh with the with the ending so it was nice to get the post credit scene with rick drunk <laughs> going to unity's place but being cock blocked by beta seven like let me just talk to unity she doesn't want to talk to you right now bitch i know she in there she in there let me talk to her and then morty's just like i thought we were going to the movie <laughs> he's like you better be glad <laughs> you don't get to have her because i'm a piece of shit but that's exactly what pieces of shit tend to do so that felt that felt uh very organic <laughs> very very organic so another good episode i don't think i gave the score for this one but i gave it an 8.8 .8 out of 10 and i think this is the perfect time to jump into the feedback <laughs>
Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Rick and Morty, episode two and three of season two. I enjoyed these episodes. Um, they weren't as funny as the last two episodes that I've watched, but I still enjoyed them, and they had funny moments. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the first one was about um, this <laughs> them taking off to, for one of their adventures, but this time, Jerry... <laughs> was coming along uh much to Rick's surprise uh he was I guess teaching Morty how to drive uh Rick was and Jerry's talking about he needs to be there um so they end up dropping Jerry off at a Jerry daycare <laughs> which I thought was funny um where the yeah on seeing all the other Jerry's and just how uh yeah it, it's scary it's all the Jerry's in the world they're all the same um in regards to oh yeah then Rick meets up with some assassin much to Morty's dismay you know because you know <laughs> Morty's just got to be the try to be the voice of reason uh, at all times but in this case he ends up uh exchanging uh, anti uh, antimatter gun so again more stuff uh, that I've learned on the flash that is uh, showing up on this show so antimatter is another beam um, so he sells them a gun for some I guess some currency so that they can go to blip and chips and of course Morty is upset about this because he's like what are you you know you're using you're selling guns to people to this person this thing that's gonna kill people or kill it's gonna go out there and kill so he goes morty is like nope i ain't trying to have fun playing video games when you just did what you did so he tries to stop it and of course in morty fashion he makes you know the situation worse he ends up rescuing this gas thingy fart thing whereas rick is calling it the fart (laughs) um so um so yeah that was funny they and so of course a series of unfortunate events take place uh in their in morty's effort to uh (laughs) think he's saving saving this thing and then come to find out that uh yeah this (laughs) it was gonna go back and destroy uh <laughs> and kill all humankind it's like no you're the you're the disease i need to <laughs> need to cure the world of you and so he ends up shooting it <laughs> so morty came full circle and then he tries to play it off um but yeah i mean he actually did i don't think did he he didn't confess to rick that he ends up killing the thing after all the stuff that it did i mean it appeared to be on their side but like nah i appreciate you knowing what uh that you're a danger to the world to the universe and we need to get rid of you Uh, (laughs) morty's like hell no bye bye bitch um so yeah and uh yeah the gear guy that that scene was funny too when (laughs) he put his, his nut bolts in his mouth and then the gear cops were were uh throwing up (laughs) so that was funny um then we got episode two which was about rick we're finally meeting what rick's soulmate 
and unity um, and their little affair that they've had throughout the years. And so poor Rick, he was just so devastated at the end of this one um, when unity left him. Um, But of course we got some, this time Summer got to go along on this adventure. And so she's busy trying to, uh, you know, be about individuality and, you know, you should have your own mind and not about which I get, you know, it's like when you, I mean, is that really free will when you're, you know, pretty much forcing people to uh, think the same, do the same and all that stuff. And you're not giving them the ability to think for themselves. But at the same time, then we're meeting a bunch of the people that in their previous lives, they weren't the best of society. And so there's that debate over Um, Was it simulation, Um, having, you know, not allowing people to have free will um, in order to keep peace um, in society? And so when you give them free will, we see what they do with it. They start wars. We saw the race war. We saw, you know, people just going off and doing the things that um, was not so great. So, yes, there's that. So... Always that interesting debate on, you know, what's so, you know, I guess with democracy versus communism and dictatorships, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, who's actually in the right? Is it better to give people more freedom of choice or to limit their options? Or, and so, um, so what else happened? Yes, again, poor Rick. Oh, yeah, we said Jerry. <laughs> Jerry and Beth and them sitting there going back and forth uh, after finding um, Rick's little lair. Um, They find this, what did um, Morty call it? Or Summer, a gagu? But the thing was saying it's a blim blam. So it it busts out of them chains, got the thing so he can talk just so he can (laughs) tell them about themselves. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Oh my gosh, that whole scene was funny. He was like, "Oh hell no, the, the two of you are just nothing, you know, enough of an irritation to where I can't even." What was Jerry He's talking about? Some six thousand dollars electric bill? Like, excuse me, uh, ain't nobody, uh, nobody in that family making that kind of money to where you can afford a six thousand dollar electric bill? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you, you can't be serious. Anyway, everybody starts, I guess, because of um, them being bad for each other, unities, uh, and being with Rick, the the other people, minds start breaking away. And and so we start seeing them thinking for themselves. And like I said, the race war and all that stuff start happening. Um, I like when uh, Jerry, Jerry, uh, Beth and, oh my gosh, not Beth, Summer and Morty, uh, are going to find Rick and uh, the guy was like um, you know if I wanted to be sober I wouldn't have gotten drunk I gotta use that <laughs> I don't drink that often but that's just such a <laughs> such a funny line that I, I gotta you know if I remember I probably won't remember to use that ever in my life but it was just so funny to me so Anyways, they try to get Rick to leave and see reason he didn't until Unity just left him and he goes back sulking 
I'm like, oh my gosh, we found Rick's weakness. So that was sad um, seeing Rick like that because he's usually this over the top, bigger than life figure. And then he, there he was. And everybody was looking at him like they were so concerned, especially when he was just agreeing with everything Beth was saying, not giving up a fight, not throwing any insults. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of when um when I'm upset with my kids and using that reverse psychology when you're upset with your kids and they expect you to do one thing and then you turn the tables on them and they don't know how to act, they don't know how to uh take it and so they're walking on eggshells around you for the next little while and trying to gauge what's going on like uh is she about to go off on me (laughs) that kind of thing so anyway um enjoyed these episodes uh thought they were funny and um yes i'm definitely i i'm glad i got onto this got on board with watching this so too bad mimi didn't want to join i think she would have been i don't know Maybe she wouldn't have. I think she would have, she would have, um, it would have grown on her, but <sighs> then wasn't meant to be. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Good correlation between the communists and versus the capitalists. Individualism versus, um, part of the collective society which is a lot of the communist society so that is a good correlation thread i did not pull and does make a whole lot of sense i am too disappointed mimi could not continue on this journey but i understand things are not for everybody um but i do know the episodes just continue to get better and better from here so maybe she'll jump back in but i have a feeling she will not (laughs) uh but yeah i love i love doing the two a week that we do uh they are fun to go back and watch and then soon soon season three will be in the same territory because i I'll, other than the first episode i didn't watch any more of the other two seasons so we'll be in the same the same boat but even the rewatch uh just catching the dialogue is really fun <laughs> particularly from from rick so if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic